outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Ask Allen. I'm Alan Crone, the CEO of the Crone Law Firm, and uh, I've got a very special guest with me today. I'm very excited to talk to Debbie Litch, who's the executive director of uh, uh, Theater Memphis. And those of you who are uh, longtime Memphians know Theater Memphis. It's been our uh, flagship community theater for uh, a long time, going back to uh, the Pink Palace days. I can remember going to Theater Memphis in the old swimming pool of the, the Pink Palace when that was the theater, and they've got a lovely facility now. So, Debbie, thank you for joining us on the show. Well, Alan, thank you so much for having me and letting us talk about Theater Memphis. Well, very good. You know, I am uh, I'm a former theater major. Uh, I didn't graduate as a theater major, but I met my wife doing musical theater and community theater in uh, Arkansas. So uh, Theater Memphis always had a very uh, warm spot in my heart. Um, how'd, you, how'd you get to Theater Memphis? Well, that's an interesting story. I've always been interested in theater. Um, I love musical theater and had started singing at an early age and then just became involved uh, in my community theater programs as far as in high school as well as uh, other outside um, endeavors. So again, led to college and um, as my parents said, you know, please, you can do pursue your theater uh, and your music, but please have something that you can fall back on just in the case. So I majored in mathematics and thought I would teach or do other things, but then minored in English and theater. And so for Fortunately, both have proven to be uh, part of what I do today. But then my roads led to teaching, but then also to um, theaters in Florida, then a cruise ship. Actually, that's where I met my husband uh, 42 years ago, and which led me to Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, became involved in the community. And then, of course, always passionate about theater, sought out Theater Memphis, and then about um, 19 years ago I've been here 18 but 19 years ago they came knocking on the door to see if I might be interested in this position even though I had been on the board of directors and the executive committee of Theater Memphis and had done a couple of things on stage. Well tell me why you think that you know in 2022 with all of the various uh, media outlets and you know, all of the things that are competing for our attention, what is important about community theater specifically? Well, I think live theater is vitally important. There's no experience like it uh, because you are right there uh, in the moment. If you're sitting as far as an audience member, um, interesting things can happen. No two performances are alike. The energy that you receive from these amazingly talented people um, and just can uh, lift your spirits, but also at the same time uh, enrich your life as well as can begin to have you think about things that 
a different perspective than you would have otherwise. So that's what we try to do at Theater Memphis by programming a ballot season. Um, so again, I just think it's very, very important from the performer standpoint. I think that it's great. Um, as you know, we do have an amazing uh, pool of great talent in this community. And we have always been fortunate to be able to showcase that talent, even though these uh, people may not uh, be professionals as far as earning a living through this, but they definitely are professional as far as their standards. And they not only learn um, the technique of theater, but they also gain confidence by learning how to speak clearly, uh, distinctly, um, and project. They also get to work as a team, uh, build self-esteem. So there are just so many things, life lessons that you can learn through theater and by coming together and being a part of a special production. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot with a couple questions. Uh, what's your favorite musical? Oh, you have, I, do you have about three hours and I can list all of them, but I do, um, I love musicals. I, um, I can't name just one because uh, again, there are just so many varieties, but um, I feel like that um, a musical that I love classic musicals, um, but I also like many of our contemporary musicals that have been written in the last you know, 15, 20 years that are so clever. So again, I just can't name just one because I do have too many favorites. The same with uh, the plays. That's what I love about being able to go and sit in a seat and be again, entertained, enriched and um, educated. So again, um, I just love all theater. Now there might be a few that I don't care for, but um, the fact is, is as long as they have done uh, and presented and produced the show well, I truly do appreciate um, all forms uh, and all genres of theater. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to not have a good time if it's done well. And that's our goal, Alan, at Theater Memphis. And again, we don't take it for granted because it's just truly one show at a time, but artistic excellence in a consistent manner. Um, because again, not everyone is going to love every single show, whether it be a musical or uh, a play. But as long as they can come away and said, you know, it is presented well, the acting was great, uh, the production values were outstanding, then um, that's what we look to achieve. Well, y'all certainly have uh, tremendous facilities uh, at Theater Memphis, and I know that um, you recently uh, renovated uh, and made some improvements out there that have a lot of us may not know about because of the pandemic and, and so forth. Talk a little bit about that. Well, about um, three years ago or three and a half years ago, we started looking toward our 100th anniversary season, which is taking place right now uh, during our 21-22 season. <clears throat> and one of the goals and one of the dreams that we had was that we would upgrade this fabulous facility, but it opened in 1975 and there were many things that just needed to be improved. You know, after 46 years, 
everybody might need a little facelift. So we um, started talking and um, we selected our contractor and did a design build and selected our architect. So it started, and I say this, and I get a laugh every time in front of the audience, but it did really start with uh, needing to add restrooms because when we're at capacity, which is 411 seats, um, our intermissions were just so long because we only had eight restrooms and now we've increased that to 21. But also we wanted to make sure that we added more space, that we brought everything up to ADA standards. Um, we had a lower level and we, so we brought everything up so we wouldn't have to battle stairs. We added a south corridor, which gave uh, the actual lobby space symmetry. We've added a portico share so people can pull up and be able to get out easily. So again, it's just, and then I said, it's going to be functional. It's going to meet the ADA requirements, but it also can be attractive and pretty. And so we um, just hope that we've brought it up to the 21st century uh, and come a long way uh, since those days in that swimming pool at the Pink Palace, which of course began in 1929. But then again, we were wandering minstrels and in stables downtown uh, during those first eight years, actually. Right. And um, how about backstage? Uh, did backstage, we uh, didn't, we actually added another scenic shop so that this way we could act, build uh, a set and when we were doing something on our Lori main stage and then just roll it in once we uh, completed our strike. So that has helped our efficiency, but we gave upgrades to um, all of the offices and all of the rehearsal hall space and painted. And then we were able to add LED lighting throughout the entire facility. And again, uh, just adding to efficiency and saving money on those utility bills. Sure, sure, that, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, well, what can we go see this year so that we can enjoy the facility and enjoy a great performance? What, what is the well, right now we have one week left of a fabulous fun show, La Cage Fall, which of course is the musical. Jerry Herman wrote the music who also wrote Hello Dolly and Mame. And it, uh, it will be through March 27th, this Sunday. And we did bring it back after uh, producing it 12 years ago. Then after this, Cicada, which is an original play by a former Memphian, Jerry Dye. And for the first time, he will be directing it. So that will take place in April. The end of April, um, just a great classic comedy. You can't take it with you. And then that um, just fabulous, touching musical ragtime at the end of this season. And then we've already um, have all of our shows in place, even for the 22-23 season, which kicks off with Guys and Dolls in August. Well, very, very good. I'll have to find the uh, the best moving crap game in Memphis. There you go. <laughs> yeah, to, to go along with that. Um, so uh, it sounds like that, at least on the main stage, uh, you, you're, I won't say heavily music, doing musicals, but uh, you've got a lot of musicals in that lineup. We do. Uh, we have, um, we always try to open and close our seasons with musicals um, in order 
to sell season tickets, but also to kick off each of those seasons. Usually, uh, and right now we are producing a musical uh, in March, which is usually the case, but next year decided not to do a musical because we uh, were able to get the rights to the play that goes wrong. And it is a huge, huge comedy that has been a major hit in London as well as in New York, but the set is so crucial to the entire story that it is the same as producing a musical. So it is going to go into that March slot. But we do usually uh, produce three to four musicals a year. And then the other um, six, seven shows are comedies, dramas. And then, of course, we always do our December uh, Christmas Carol, which of course has become a holiday tradition and favorite of our Memphis and Mid-South community. Yeah, I can't imagine Christmas in Memphis without a Christmas Carol at Theater Memphis. Um, you're absolutely right about uh, the play that goes wrong. It is, uh, it, it, particularly if you're a theater um, buff, you know, it, there's a lot of inside jokes in it about theater and how uh, plays are produced and whatnot. And it's one of my, it's my, my, one of my daughter's favorites. Uh, she loves the play that goes wrong. Tell us about how intricate the set is. Well, again, it is a show that takes place in a community theater and it's all of the um, antics and what it takes to put on a show, but then things just go awry. And sometimes that happens. And um, not only from the actors and um, you know not being on stage at the right time, but also the set begins falling down. And again, we have such an outstanding artistic production design team that uh, I felt like that even though it's a huge undertaking, that if there's any local theater that can produce that show and be able to do it well, um, it, it's Theater Memphis. And so uh, fortunately, um, I shared that uh, thought with my team and they said, we'll try it but can we put it in this march musical slot and i said absolutely <laughs> well that makes that makes a lot of sense i'm, I'm looking forward to that so that's more is that march that's I march of 23. 23 yeah yeah because we're just i can't believe it we're just almost we're almost done with i know march of 2022 it's amazing isn't it and in fact, we um, are getting, we've been celebrating all year, but we will um, actually have a major celebration on our birthday, May the 20th. We, of course, 2021 was our 100th, but since we were still in that pandemic, we tiptoed in and had a little birthday party, but we're doing a grand 1920s, uh, putting on the glitz. Uh, on that Friday the 20th. So we're glad that we've been able to celebrate this milestone and that we can conclude this celebration on our actual birthday. Well, you know, there are not many um, institutions that last 100 years. And what do you, what do you chalk up uh, Theater Memphis longevity and uh, persistence to? Well, I guess it is persistence, the determination, uh, but I really say because it's a community theater and it's always been that way from the moment it started as little theater uh, downtown um, in May 20th of, 20, of 1921, it's been our community, it's been our volunteers that have been that consistent 
um, denominator that we have needed in order to be able to continue on. And I will say that we have the most outstanding professional, artistic, as well as administrative staff, but um, we are so proud that we have throughout the course of each year, over 700 volunteers um, that come and share their talents on the stage as well as off stage and behind the scenes. So I do believe that that is, has been the key, uh, as well as just people passionate about theater and of course it's changed over the years, just like your first question, you know, there's so much competition vying for our attention and our dollars. So we wanna stay relevant and we, but we also want to make sure that we deliver a great product on our stages, as well as making um, uh, impressions, as well as um, presentations to our young people throughout the community, through our outreach education program too. Sure. Debbie, what are what are some opportunities if somebody is watching this and would like to get involved with with Theater Memphis? What's uh, what are the opportunities and what should they do to do that? Well, number one, if they're interested uh, in even auditioning, we, of course, have all of that um, on our website as well as volunteering backstage. We, um, of course, have several volunteers who work in the shop. And again, you don't have to be handy with a saw or know how to build things. There are, um, our particular uh, staff just loves working with novices as well as those who love uh, woodworking. We also uh, design and make our own costumes as well as their different um, events to help plan ushering for each of the shows of which you can come to see the shows free of charge. So again, we, we have something for everyone and, and can fit their interest or um, their passion. So, and again, if they don't have any idea that they even could act or could work backstage, uh, we want to take the opportunity to nurture them and see if this is something that they would love to do. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to put up, uh, the, your website on our, on, on this uh, broadcast and, and what, for those maybe just listening, what's, uh, what's your website address? It's www.theatermemphis, and that's theater with an R-E, memphis.org, O-R-G. Very good. So uh, visit that and let, you know, let me just give a little bit of an unsolicited uh, endorsement. Um, as I said, you know, I, I was involved in high school and college and community theater and uh, a little bit after I started practicing law, although practicing law and doing a show um, can be incompatible uh, as far as time goes. But there is nothing uh, as fulfilling as being in a show, even even if it's just a bit part where you're walking on and off stage, just being part of that company, um, it can be just a wonderful experience far beyond the performing, getting to know people and uh, creating something that um, is bigger than, than the, the sum of the parts it's made up. And uh, you, you're doing a great work at, at they're not just presenting the shows, but as you say, giving people an opportunity to be part of that creative process. Um, and do you have, if, again, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you have any, um, any stories of, of folks that have come through and, uh, you know, been transformed in some way, even if it's just on a personal level? 
kind of a success story of some of your volunteers? Well, I do, and um, he has given me permission to share this before, and but actually a performer who is in Lacage right now and just finished directing our um, American Son, which was just an amazing uh, drama on our um, next stage back in February. But um, Jared Johnson um, decided that he wanted to explore probably 15, 20 years ago, a theater um, because he'd always been on the sidelines and interested in it and but never really had an opportunity and so he came and he auditioned but he did not get the part but someone else saw him at an audition and encouraged him to to audition for another show and he did and again something that had never been part of his life and then at that moment once he was cast in a show as you said in a smaller ensemble role he decided that he wanted to learn everything that that he could learn about this, whether it be just being a great ensemble member, being a featured person in the show. He wanted to direct someday. He wanted to choreograph someday. And here it is uh, 15, 18 years later, and he's He's accomplished those goals and again is one of our uh, uh, star board members and on the executive committee and I can't say enough wonderful things about him, but it transformed his life and in so many ways, not only just to pursue um, an avocation, but it has helped uh, contribute to his vocation as well. Yeah, so I, that's a great story and it's illustrative of the fact that uh, people just shouldn't be intimidated. You know, um, it it sounds intimidating, oh, to be in a play and audition and all those things, but um, just step through step through the the fourth wall and do it. And uh, I think you'd be surprised how uh, how you know a lot of people would be much better than they think at that sort of thing. Absolutely, and they're going to enjoy it. And I cannot begin to tell you how supportive theater people are of each other, and they want to encourage, and they want people to grow, and they want um, to be a part of that process. And truly, um, we bring people together that probably would never know each other otherwise. And so to me, I look at not only this as a community theater, but I look at us as a community center where we do bring a diverse community together in order to uh, produce something, as you said, bigger than than we are, and which is very, very important, I think, as we all continue on this life journey and continue to grow. Well, Debbie, I, that is such a beautiful sentiment. I'm going to leave it at that. That was that was a great message uh, uh, for us now and for for a long time in, uh, to come. Uh, Debbie, I sure appreciate your time. This has been uh, a great talk. I'm looking forward to next the next season of Theater Memphis. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll check out the website. Maybe I'll audition for something. Well, I'm going to be looking for you. <laughs> I may hold you to it. All right. Well, if you, if you, uh, if you got a part for um, uh, a big six foot seven guy with a loud, deep voice, let me know, because that, that, that would be typecasting. Sounds like guys and dolls to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Debbie. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate everybody watching. Uh, please support Theater Memphis. Uh, check out their website. Go to a show. Uh, make a donation. It's a it's a great great part of our community that's been uh, 
part of the fabric of our community for 100 years, hopefully for another 100 years and beyond uh, in the future. And um, it's your theater, so use it. Uh, I, Debbie is going to go uh, entertain the Mid-South, and I'm going to go get some justice. So thank you all very much, and, and we'll see you next time on Ask Out.